Welcome to a bonus episode of Moves and Brews. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the 2018 Golden Globes that uh, just aired last night, as well as talking about our top five best of 2018, top five worst of 2018, and our top five anticipated for 2019. Why don't we begin now talking about last night's Golden Globes. I'll be honest, I didn't catch it. My little cousin was doing a stand-up comedy show, improv group kind of stuff, and I missed it. Yeah, I uh, I missed it too. Maybe that makes us a bad uh, podcast for movie reviews. But sometimes you just don't have time to watch a three and a half hour, four hour long award show. No, I did catch some of it at a a brewery afterwards. So I got a tiny bit of it. But yeah, so I don't know if you remember a couple episodes back, we decided to make a game out of it. Once they announced all the nominees, we we, uh, went through the list and we all we took turns guessing. Let's just start going through here. So. We both picked A Star is Born for Best Picture Drama. Then after that, we decided it was better to take turns, so we still wrote down Star is Born anyway. Let's just start going down the list here. All right, because I haven't heard who won any of these, so I'm excited to see what comes out of this. We'll see what happens here. So for Best Motion Picture Drama, Jordan picked A Star is Born as well as Daniel. The actual winner is Bohemian Rhapsody. So That won Best Picture Drama? Yeah, I gotta be honest, I was a little surprised about that. I am super surprised about that, just because, I mean, we both really enjoyed it, but all of the reviews I saw, like, critic reviews, they were not good, but audience reviews seemed pretty fair. Yeah, audience seemed to like it quite a bit, and critics were just hounding it. It still got, like, uh, ripe as far as tomato goes, but it was very low ripe. That's, okay, that's kind of, that is just still surprising just because I thought it was more critic-based than audience-based, but it's weird that that got Best Picture. Yeah, I was not expecting that whatsoever. I was even surprised it got nominated. I'm still kind of wondering why both of these movies, Stars Born and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, are in the drama department and not musical comedy. I know they're not like sing-along Mary Poppins musicals, but they still would... music biopics. I feel like they would fit under music and comedy better than they do just straight-up dramas, but okay. So... Next, we have Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. I picked um, Crazy Rich Asians, and Daniel picked Green Book. And the winner was Green Book. So oh, awesome. One That's point one, for Daniel. I'm one up from right now. All right, That's taking right. the lead. So next up, we have Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. I picked Rami Malek from Bohemian Rhapsody and Daniel picked Bradley Cooper from A Star is Born. And the winner is Rami Malek from Bohemian Dang. Rhapsody. Well, it's okay. It's tied. It's tied. So it's one point for Jordan here. Next, we have actress in a motion picture drama. Daniel picked Rosamund Pike and I picked Lady Gaga. And the actual winner was Glenn Close from a movie I've never heard of called The Wife. I never heard of that either. So neither one of us won that. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing about these awards, like all these movies that get nominated that nobody's ever heard of, nobody's ever seen. It's just I don't know. That's true, and also a lot. Some of these were even out before uh, they were nominated. So we kind of shot in the dark in a lot of these. So it's kind of it's kind of going to be a crapshoot to see who wins. Yeah, I really thought this was going to be a win for either Lady Gaga or Nicole Kidman. Maybe Melissa McCarthy. I've heard some people talk about how good she was in that movie. Can you ever forgive me? Yeah, I mean, it looked good. But, yeah, I mean, it's always pretty close. I mean, most of the people that get nominated, I go watch all their movies, and sometimes I'm like, I don't know who I'd pick because they were all amazing. So, on to actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. I picked Christian Bale for Vice, and Daniel picked Robert Redford for Old Man and the Gun. And the winner is Christian Bale for Vice. Oh, dang it. Well, you know, that's respectful, though. He's really great in that role. Yeah. Now, he, he was probably my favorite part of that movie. It was just watching him as Dick Cheney. No, it was it was good. Listen to our Vice episode. Shameless plug. So, next up is Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. I picked Charlize Theron for uh, Tully. Daniel picked Emily Blunt for, what was it, Mary Poppins. Yep. Returns. And the actual winner is... Olivia Coleman for the favorite. So neither one of us won there. And I, after hearing some praise for Emily Blunt, I thought for sure you were going to get that one. I thought so too. 
But, you know, I mean, Emily Blunt's just really popular, so I thought maybe that was a shoe-in. <laughs> yeah. Next we have actor in a supporting role for a motion picture. I picked Sam Rockwell as George W. in Vice. Dana picked Adam Driver from the movie, what was it, Black Landsman? I think so, yeah. Yep. Yes. And the actual winner is... Uh, Marshala Ali from Green Book. So neither one of us got that either. I thought for sure, yeah, Rock... I don't know, I was just so impressed with Rockwell that I thought, yeah, he's got it. Well, yeah, I mean, he's always good. He's a scene stealer, but he did not have a lot of screen time in Vice. No. And maybe that's part of it was screen time. I never did see um, Black Klansman. Still haven't seen it. It's on my list, but... Well, I don't know. Next is... Actress in a supporting role, I picked Amy Adams, and Dana put Claire Foy from what was that? Uh, First Man. Yes. And the winner is Regina King from If Beale Street Could Talk. Another so, one that we had never heard of. Neither. Yeah, both of us are striking out here. However, I heard it's good. I think I heard that it's directed by the same person who did Moonlight, that one Best Picture. Was that two years ago? Um, I'd have to look that. Oh wait. Yes, you're right. You are right. Oh, so that just makes me more interested to actually catch up on that one. It's just one that we had never heard of. Okay, let's see here. So next we have Best Animated Feature. I picked Isle of Dogs, and Dana picked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And the winner is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Woo! Because that is a solid win. I was going to be really upset if that didn't win because that seemed to be the most original animation style that yeah. came out this year. No, it was good. I Yeah, I've seen that a couple times now. I might even want to go see it again. I wish I would have caught it in 3D. I missed the 3D showing of it. Yeah, at least we... Uh... Yeah, we saw it in uh, XD, so that was at least still really good. Next up, we got Best Director of a Motion Picture. I picked Adam McKay for Vice, and Dana picked Peter Fairley for Green Book. And the winner is Alfonso Curion. Sorry, I butcher names, as we all know, for Roma. So neither one of us won there. Strike out for both of us. Yeah. That's a, man, that's a lot that we both have striked out on. Yeah, we're not we're not very good at this guessing game. Some of it's educated, but some of it were just shots in the dark. So what do we have next? Screenplay here? Yes. Best screenplay for motion picture. So I picked Alfonso Curian Curian. Alright. I'm just gonna Alfonso C for Roma. And then I picked Adam McKay for Vice. And the winner is Peter Fairley for Green Book, so both of us struck out there, too. Wow. We are doing fantastic. All right. Best original score. I picked Justin Hurtwitz for First Man, and Dana picked uh, Ludwig Garonson for Black Panther. The winner is Justin Hurtwitz for First Man, so score one for me. Woo! All right. We're under our last category that Jordan and I played for. We didn't do any TV categories, so this will be the last one. Yeah, last up here is Best Song. I picked all the stars from Black Panther and Dana picked Shallow from... <laughs> A Star is Born. Star is Born! <laughs> you should know. You've seen it twice. Maybe three yeah, times? I've seen it quite a bit. I listened to the soundtrack like 50 times. And the winner is Shallow! So that's one for Daniel there. All right. So let's tally it up. Jordan Daniel here. One. Two. Three for Daniel. All right. And what did... Uh, for Jordan here. One. Two. Three. It looks like we have a tie. Wow. So I guess in this case, we decided if we have a tie, we're each going to assign each other movie and we got to do a mini review on it on the next show so daniel what are you going to assign me i'm kind of scared to be honest you said you'd be gentle though uh yeah you know if i had one i was going to punish you with uh what's that movie called a dog's tale <laughs> a dog's tale uh no that <laughs> what's that movie called that that dog movie that you see the entire thing in the trailer 
Are you talking about the one that's coming in theaters in a week or two? The Dog's Way Home or something? Yes, I was going to... Where you actually see it come home by the end of the trailer, so you're like, well, I don't need to see that, I guess. Yeah, I was going to make you watch that if I won. Wow. <laughs> that would have been pretty cruel. I thought so. <laughs> well, since I didn't expect a tie, I'm going to say... Something that... A movie that I like and a lot of other people like, but not critically well-received... But just a fun movie that has Guillermo del Toro involved. I think you're just going to have to finally sit down and watch Pacific Rim, the first one. All right. All right. I'll let you borrow it. Oh, perfect. Did you bring it? No. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to (laughs) tie. All right. Well, I have a movie picked out for you, so... Yeah, I want to get, you know, broaden Daniel's horizons a little bit with, like, classic films. You know, I was thinking about signing him Citizen Kane. He still has not seen Citizen Kane. I was it's about, a sled. I was thinking about signing him something like Casablanca. I don't know. There's there's a few ones, but I decided to uh, assign him this movie that came out a few years ago. He kind of thinks it's just too good to see it. He thinks for, no, for some reason he just doesn't need to see it, even though it's a great movie. Daniel, enjoy watching The Social Network. I don't conform to the social network, okay? I do Instagram only. Well, <laughs> it's not necessarily about the social network. It's about friendship, betrayal, and everything like that. Directed by David Fincher. Amazing score by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. Enjoy. I do love oh, Trent and a screen, Reznor. A screenplay by Aaron Sorkin. There's not much to not like, so I would say enjoy. It's sitting over there on the shelf. You can borrow it. Well, that wraps up this segment of the show. That was actually pretty fun to play that. I guess, what are some overall thoughts? Uh, these well, It's it's nice to know that we both equally are terrible. Right. <laughs> There's so many strike. I didn't know. We, I really didn't think we'd have that many strikeouts. I thought we did a decently good estimation of guessing. I just, honestly, I would have picked Bohemian Rhapsody I just, if I, I had I thought that that was going to be I can't believe that beat a Star Wars born. I really can't. I just, I don't know. I just, that really surprised me. I, th- I thought we would have had some of these. Like, I kind of had a feeling maybe Gaga wasn't going to win for actress, but I thought maybe you had a good one picked for that. I don't know. This was just... We are out of our depths. I guess so. Yeah, this will be interesting if we do this again for the Oscars when they put out their... Um, nominations? nominations? Yes. Oh, man. Well, hopefully we do better than this, and hopefully I can crush you and make you watch something terrible. Good luck. As to you. Yeah. All right, well... Why don't we switch gears here and break out our list? I love love a good list. (laughs) Top five of 18 and 19. Before we get into our top five list, let's talk about what we're drinking here. We forgot to do that earlier. So today was my day to bring in some good beer for Drink and Tell. And I brought in some Breakside What Rough Beast, which is a New England style IPA. And I gotta say, it's probably one of my favorite IPAs out there. I love it. I mean, I'm pretty biased towards Breakside because they're just so amazing. Yeah, I don't know if people have noticed, but we drink them a lot. Yeah. And... You'll hear them. They'll come up on the show often, I guarantee it. Part of the reason is they're right on the way home, so... It's true. And they just make good beer. And they make delicious beer. So, yeah. What Rough Beast, New England-style IPA. Check it out. Love it. Why don't we talk about our top five? First, we're going to talk about our best of 2018, our favorite movies that we saw. Then our worst of 2018. And then our most anticipated for 2019. So what we'll do is just go back and forth, talk about the movies and what we liked or didn't like about them. All right. Well, I think, Jordan, you should probably go first. Okay. I'm expecting... I'm expecting us to have similar movies, but I doubt that we're going to have them in the same placeholders. Probably. I will kick this off here. And we're starting out from number worst to best, right? Five to one? Five to one, yeah. So, for best of 2018, I mean, this is, yeah, to go through, see what I saw again, and, you know, sometimes you just forget what you see throughout the year. I know, we saw, I mean, when I tallied it up, I saw 24 new movies, not including, like, classic movies that I saw throughout the year, too. That's pretty good. So, I mean, that's at least two per month. Yeah, I think I was about about something like that. All right, number five for me. So, a little biased towards this one because I helped fund it a little bit. A gentleman I respect that actually works on another podcast. So, it was a couple summers ago, he had to go fund me for this. He raised enough money that he started, he shot it edited it and everything so he did a little tour this last summer and i got to go see it so part of this uh, just was a good time at the theater it was still a good movie 
but a part of it, why it's on my top five list here is there's just such a good time at the theater, which I think that counts as well mm-hmm. towards the experience. The movie is called Groupers, written and directed by Anderson Cohen. It was a fun flick. Um, I, hopefully it'll get into some award shows or... Um, what are those called? Film festivals. Yeah, hopefully he'll, hopefully it'll get into some film festivals, and that way somebody will buy it, and it'll get distributed even like you know locally, you know, at one or two theaters per town. Yeah, because I think everybody needs to check out this movie. Great movie. Uh, so the, I guess the premise of it is two gentlemen, two young, two young guys are at a. Uh, just a club, bar, hanging out. They get picked up by this gal. She's like, hey, why don't you come back to my house? And they're like, okay, that sounds awesome. She puts them in the back of her van. She puts a gas mask on and then ends up gassing them and knocking them out. Takes them back to her house. Next thing you know, it's the next morning. They wake up. They're completely, they're on their knees, tied up inside this empty pool. And they have their run together with a little Chinese finger trap and that's how the movie kicks off and it is a wild ride from that point on I would say if this comes out in the next year or so in a town near you theater near you check out groupers all right Daniel your turn all right well my number five of this year on top favorites is Overlord now that's a fun one that was I didn't expect much from this movie much less I didn't expect it to be good so when I watched it and it was good I was super excited because I just had a blast watching this in the theaters and I just I had a good time and I wasn't expecting anything and it gave me so much more so that's why it's on my number five yeah I enjoyed that one it was it was fun it's in my also rants I definitely definitely like that one all right number four for me spider-man into the spider-verse this movie was just hands down pretty amazing I loved it. I saw it a couple times. I wish I could have caught it in 3D, but I didn't, but I should have. Yeah, I heard it uh, won Best Animation. It did, yeah. And ah, that made me so proud, too, when it did. It beat out Pixar and Disney. I know. Pixar's great, but let's all admit to ourselves, The Incredibles 2 wasn't as great as anybody wanted it to be. No, it was a little on the underwhelming side. It has some great moments still. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to knock it, but... Spider-Man was just better. I had to love this movie. I love what they did with it. The story, the concept, everything was just awesome. Pull some deep cuts from different alternate universes. I, I had a great time with this yeah, one. Yeah, no, I did. So, yeah, this is definitely on my top five list. It's one I will probably be purchasing in a few months when it comes out and re-watching quite often. Yeah, same. So that is my number four. All right. Uh, my number four is A Star is Born. And this is a movie I was kind of kicking and screaming going into the theaters. So I'm like, A Star is Born, a movie that's been remade four, five times now? Only three? Three. Okay. So this is, is this the third iteration? Well, fourth iteration, three, third remake. Okay. So fourth iteration. The first third one's the original one. <laughs> okay. Well, that's true. All right. So fourth time this movie's come out. And so I wasn't expecting much. I mean, Bradley Cooper's cool, and I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan, unlike my co-host over here. But you know what? Uh, he told me I had to go see it. That's what we were gonna. That's the movie we were gonna. I think that was our first uh, first episode. That was our it? pilot episode. Yep. Star yeah. is born. So I wasn't super excited going in, but honestly, I fell in love with it. I really, really enjoyed myself, and I just I loved the music. I mean, I think when they sing "Shallow." Uh, that I started tearing up in the theater. Oh, so, so sweet. It's just another movie that I wasn't expecting much out of, and I got a, a great deal out of. So I put that as number four, A Star is Born for me. Excellent. Good choice here. Well, so number three for me, Star is Born. Yes. Now, for all the reasons Daniel just listed, I love that movie too. I was sold off the trailer, though. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like something special. I went and saw it in theaters, and it was. I mean, I saw it twice opening weekend. I liked it so much. Need to go see it probably one more time, because now it's in second-run theaters, so I can go have a beer and a pizza and watch it, which is awesome. But yes, I loved everything about this movie. Bradley Cooper's direction was amazing. Lady Gaga was amazing. I liked it all. So yeah, when she picked up the Golden Globe for Best Song last night, I was like, well-deserved right there. Well-deserved. I really, again, I'm really surprised that Bohemian Rhapsody beat out a Star is Born for Best Picture Globe. That kind of surprised me a little bit here. Because I feel like as a, far as like filmmaking goes, I think Star is Born just a little, a little more quality to it than Bohemian Rhapsody had. I think so, but maybe, as you know... As much fun as Bohemian Rhapsody was. Well, maybe A Star is Born will get Bohemian Rhapsody back at the Oscars. That could be. That very well could be. But, yeah, that is my number three. I love that movie. I should be buying that when it comes out. I've... So on Spotify, I got the soundtrack and I probably listened to that thing, I don't know, 30 plus times, start to finish. Like, it's great. 
Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, when I got out of the movie, I went over to, I think, a Target and tried to get the soundtrack because I loved it so much and they did not have it. <laughs> also, so I, I still do not have that soundtrack, but yeah. it's on the to get list. It's it's pretty amazing. I love it. And yeah, like Daniel said, I'm goo for the Gaga. But so what? <laughs> She's good. All right, Daniel, what is your number three? All right, my number three is a little bit controversial because I know a lot of people hated this because the book is always better than the movie. But... Mm, trying to see if I can guess it. What... Hmm. What had adaptation this year from book... Um, besides several things all the time. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like what you saw that this could be. I'll give you a hint. I got it for Christmas. Oh... Ready Player One. That is correct. Press start on the hate train because I love this movie. And it's not because I don't... Okay, I'm just going to say right now, I know it's not a great movie. I read the book after I watched the movie, then I watched the movie again. But they're different enough that I can separate the two. Because, honestly, this movie is just pure fun and pure joy for me i mean i've i watched it twice in theaters and i watched it a third time i think on christmas and it's just a mood booster for me like it's just a fun movie that i can sit down relax and just enjoy the ride so you know that's why it's on my number three i know it's not perfect but it it works for me and i love it awesome cool all right so moving on here, number two for me. All right, top two. We're getting to the good top stuff. Top two of 2018. So my number two is Avengers Infinity War. I love this movie. It was amazing. Again, as we all know, 10 years in the making from the first Iron Man all the way leading to this. It's amazing. Um, I know a lot of there. I know there's a lot of haters on it out there. I don't understand why, but there is. But I think part of it is, you know, it's a part one of a two-part story as part of the I don't know. But I love this movie. I mean, just seeing all these heroes we've got to know so well over the last 10 years come together into one movie. I mean, how they worked the uh, Guardians into this thing was great, too. Yeah. Like, good banter with them, like Thor. I mean, just everything was so, like, action-packed and good, and the uh, the effects were astounding. Uh, it was just a really, really fun ride. I, I Again, this is one I saw a couple times in theaters over the summer, and wow. Again, I mean, I'm trying to think, what does there say? I mean, you got the good action, you got all your fun characters that you get to see come together. What's there not to like? No, I know, and like you said, it's some people didn't like it, but at the same time, you're not. We're, no one's gonna be able to properly judge this movie until part two, Avengers Endgame comes out to see how it all fits together. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, no. I gotta say too, this probably wins one of the best cut trailers of the year too. Like that teaser trailer they put out for this thing was just amazing. The music and everything, Thanos's voiceover, it was just amazing. So, yeah, number two is Avengers Infinity War for me. All right. Well, you're right. It had a great trailer, but the best trailer to come out this year also comes out as my number two for Mission Impossible Fallout. Because, wow, six movies in and they just keep getting better and better. It's hard to like I just, it's kind of like. I'm not saying same caliber. Kind of like the Fast and the Furious, though, where like you think they've done everything, but they continue to just jump it, jump the shark again and again. Mm-hmm. Except for Fallout was good, yeah. <laughs> and it was. I mean, honestly, it was an incredible action movie, and definitely, it's just one of those genres that's completely underrated. Like, it's a smart methodical action movie and it was so good i enjoyed myself from start to finish awesome. and i just it was, it was a great movie i mean i don't know what else i can say about it tom cruise will only will never die and if he dies it's gonna be on a movie set probably no i'm with you there all right so that your number two that's my right. number two so this is it drum roll to number one all right so before i get to my number one i'm just gonna give you a couple honorable mentions here i had first man Eighth Grade, Old Man the Gun, Mid-90s, and Overlord as some of my honorable mentions. All really good movies. Just not quite there to make the top ten, but definitely good movies that we saw throughout this year. We saw a lot of good ones, I gotta say. So number one for me, drum roll, is... Dun, 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 dun. Mission Impossible Fallout. So, yeah, that I put, I put that above... Avengers, it just, I don't know, it was just a really good action-packed movie, kind of piggybacking off what Daniel was saying. They put off, put out an amazing trailer for it, which really got me pumped. I mean, I couldn't wait to see this movie. And it delivered. Sixth in the series, and it's still going strong. I uh, just, everything is good from the action to just the, I mean, the story was, you know, some would say simple. I thought it was, yeah, good, simple, but 
they just they did it they, they delivered they executed it incredibly yeah very well done and yeah like Daniel was saying Tom Cruise if he ever like dies on set it'll be on a Mission Impossible set for sure I hope so but I, I love everything Reacher. about this movie I had so much fun I went and saw it a week later we saw it opening weekend then a week later went and saw it in 3D and some sequences like the uh, Halo skydive sequence and the helicopter scene at the end just popped in 3D it was awesome I eventually went and saw it again a couple months later so I've seen I saw this movie three times in theaters haven't bought it yet but i'll probably just be buying the six pack because i don't own any of them yet i always borrow them from people i guess but yeah i'll probably be, i'll be buying the six pack for sure later on in the year but even leading up beforehand i watched the five originals first just to get more pumped up for it and what can i say a really good fun ride and i mean that's what going to the mood should be about exactly and i know that's kind of how i i based my list too it's just not necessarily the best movie like the most artistic movie but just the amount of fun i had in the theater yep so all well, right and, that, and that's one thing i didn't mention like with my number five that's why it's on the list too is i liked a couple movies better than it but it's just a good time in the theater because the director had a special opening. We got to see some of his short films. Afterwards, we went out and had a couple of beers with them. And so it was just a really good theater experience. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll mention before my number one, I have a few honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is A Quiet Place, which was awesome. And I know Jordan just recently saw it, too. Yeah. And I think... I approve. It's good. Yeah, no, I just love the concept of it being like kind of a modern silent film. Not 100% silent, but it's it does a pretty good job with the concept that they're going for. So I really like that movie a lot. I'm going to mention Deadpool 2 because that was another movie I did have a blast in. Not as much as Deadpool 1, but I still really enjoyed the second one. And my last honorable mention is Bad Times at the El Royale, which is a great movie. Kind of obscure, kind of a weird watch, but it's a good time. And I thought, I mean, Jeff Bridges is in it. Jeff, I'll watch anything Jeff Bridges is in. <laughs> All right. But my number one drum roll, please, Jordan, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Radioactive Spider-Man. I love this movie so much. This is probably the most fun I had watching a movie this year. The colors popped, the the animation style was different, and then you get all these crazy Spider and Spider-Man noir, Peter Porker, <laughs> Spider-Gwen, Miles Morales, like it's just amazing and i was so excited for this movie and i think this is one of the ones that i was super hyped for and it still exceeded my expectations so that's why this one is my number one of the year and i cannot wait like jordan said earlier i cannot wait to own this and just watch it constantly yeah no it's it was good i loved it cool all right well are you ready to get darker with top five worst of the year <sighs> this is uh, the dregs of society yeah so, I'm going to just say beforehand, um, top five worst of the year. These aren't necessarily terrible movies. It's just the five worst of what I saw. I mean, I, I try my best not to go see really bad movies. You know, I didn't go see uh, I Feel Pretty or The Nutcracker or Gotti. I didn't go see Fifty Shades of Mom Porn 3. No thanks. Yeah, so these are just the top five worst movies that I saw. So number five, I'll start off with a fun movie, but could have been more fun had it just focused on, you know, like, knowing what it was and just taking, you know, if it had just focused on that and just, like, you know what, what we, we are what we are, instead of trying to be more serious than it should have been, was number five for me, The Meg. Good fun movie, um, good practical, or not practical, but, you know, good effects and everything like that. But it could have been so much better had they just not taken the more serious route and just gone for the more fun route. This would have been an awesome, awesome movie. Again, I don't think it's terrible, but it definitely is on my lower list of movies. Because they didn't I saw commit either way. They didn't commit to serious, or they didn't commit to like B movie. Correct. So that's it. Uh, will be right there. My number five as far as worst movies of 2018 that I saw. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start out with my number five is gonna be Widows. I'm not sure why, but I just did not like this movie as as much as I thought I would too. Because I love heist movies, but I don't. So there was something in the water that day when I saw it, but I just was not a fan when we watched it. I mean, like, you can hear it on our review, another shameless plug, but it's just, it wasn't something that I really enjoyed watching. I don't know, I just, 
I didn't absolutely hate it, but it just, it wasn't doing it for me. And I was kind of like over it halfway through the movie. So I'm gonna put that as my number five. Okay. All right, so number four for me. So this movie, it's a Marvel movie. Um, you know, they put out a couple every year, and I don't know, this one just kind of fell flat like they dropped the ball in this one for me. It just wasn't as fun as other Marvel movies have been in the past, and it's probably honestly down there towards the bottom with, like, Thor The Dark World for me. But when you have, like, 20 or well, so movies... Is it, is it as far down as the Hulk movie that no one remembers is actually a part of the MCU? I actually like the whole movie better than this. Ooh, yikes. That's nah, not too bad a movie. It's the forgotten movie. It is definitely the forgotten movie. But it's not that bad of a movie compared to this. So yeah, number four for me, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just, I didn't, couldn't get into it. I don't know why. There, it just has so much ridiculousness going on. I mean, the overall story is like they're trying to save her mother. Or, yeah, her mother, the Wasp mother, from what was it, whatever that dimension's called. I don't remember. The teeny tiny dimension. Yeah, and I just, yeah, the teeny tiny dimension. <laughs> The ant dimension of ant dimensions. Exactly. And I haven't even seen this movie. And I did like, not. This is the first Marvel movie I haven't seen in theaters. Yeah, and like, it's, it's, it just kind of bothered me. Like, instead of making her mother have made, you know, she sacrificed herself to dis- dismantle a bomb and save millions of lives, should have just left it at that. Instead, they're like, oh, she's alive. She's Somehow she's in this place, aging, you know, maybe t- somehow time stood still there, and then they bring her out, and she's like, you know, 30 years young still. Instead, she's still aged in the system well how is she alive I don't know it's just things like that didn't make any sense but we spent half the movie focusing on this trying to bring her back and I just I don't know I just couldn't get into it it just it was kind of a letdown for me so yeah number four on my list is Ant-Man and the Wasp okay well I still need to see that movie I'll move on to my number four is the Tomb Raider reboot that came out this year. Mm, now, catch that one. Now, you know, I was hesitant. You know, I had a, an okay time watching it. Like, I, I didn't like. I wasn't watching the clock. Yeah, it was an okay movie. And I know they are more basing it on the new Tomb Raider games that have come out. And I played those and those are great. So, you know, I thought this movie could be good. I mean, it's still just a Tomb Raider movie. Uh, it's a re like they're rehashing and introducing a new origin for Laura or Lara. But, you know, I, I enjoyed myself. They had some, some cool action sequences, uh, some good chase scenes. And it was a bit more grounded than the Tomb Raiders. I guess the first one was kind of grounded, but... Well, actually, no, no, it wasn't. The Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders just like get way out of hand really quickly. Yeah, I gotta say, I never saw the second one with her, but I saw the first one, and that was pro- that was one of the first movies I ever wanted to just get up and walk out of. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I I enjoyed myself, so that's why it's on my number four. It's not a great movie, but it's I I enjoyed it. All right. Well, so number three for me, it's a sequel. It had some good potential. I don't know, I wasn't really high on the expectation list for me, but I still you know, was kind of looking forward to seeing it. First one is pretty decent. I don't think it's amazing like some people say, but this one just for some reason just fell really flat for me. So number three for me is Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom. Ooh, yeah. I never saw this one. Yeah, it's just it's just not that great. I mean, it just I don't know. Like the first half isn't too bad. The first half is kind of adventurous and good. The second half takes place in this mansion, and it, I, I don't know. It's just not that good from that point on. I just was not having a good time anymore. And there just, it was there was just so much cheese and ridiculousness chalked into this one that I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, now I heard some people do a deep dive in it, and I just thought, I'm not going to spoil it here, but I heard, like, the ending part, how they jumped the shark in a very particular way. I'm just like, okay, that that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And not a fun ridiculous. Well, what I understand is, so, you know, the park gets destroyed in the first Jurassic World, but if that movie hadn't existed, it was going to get destroyed anyway by a volcano that sits on the, on the land, so it's like... Exactly. Why build a park by a volcano? Uh, because I, I don't know. I couldn't. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It was, had its moments, but overall I would say it was a pretty bad sequel. So that's my number three here. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. All right. Well, my number three is a little known movie called Solo, a Star Wars story. Solo or Solo? Solo. And I did not need this movie i wasn't asking for it but you know when i saw the trailer i'm just like okay well it's a it's a star wars movie sure but like i like heist movies and it looked like it's just gonna be a spaced heist movie so i thought i could be like set the star wars 
away and just enjoy this space heist movie. And I still couldn't enjoy this movie. It was just ridiculous. It was dumb. And it doesn't even explain how we get the character we see in A New Hope. <laughs> so that's... I'm, I'm not going to say anything more on it. I just, Apparently that'll happen in the sequel. Yeah, but maybe. I hope not. I hope I don't see another solo movie. No. But, yeah, so I'm not going to go any further on it. It was dumb. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy myself. Thank God I watched The Goonies right after this movie for a palate cleanser. Yeah, Solo is my number three of worst movies of the year. Okay. All right, number two for me. So this movie, I don't know, supposed to be like a soft reboot or a sequel. I'm pretty pretty sure just sequel to movies that have been out since the 80s. And this movie just didn't do it for me whatsoever. It had so much potential. It had a good director, so I thought good director attached to it. And it fell so flat, it was ridiculous. My number two for me is the new Predator movie that came out this year. Shane Black wrote and directed it, who's also the same writer-director of uh, Iron Man 3 and The Night's guys which i enjoyed both those movies i know iron man 3 is not super popular on a lot of people's list but i still enjoyed it quite a bit and the nice guys is such a good movie yeah that that movie's freaking hilarious yeah that he wrote and directed so i was pretty excited like okay shane black's doing a predator movie that should be pretty cool the trailers i wasn't overly wowed by but i'm like well let's just see what the finished product is i'm still you know shane black let's see wow was this movie disappointing like it was so awful Dan. like every joke fell flat like they tried to be so clever with humor and it was just atrocious I know I was gonna go see this movie with one of my buddies then you said just skip it and you told me how horrible it was I'm like oh well okay alright I'm just, I'm just not gonna go see this yeah there were a couple parts that were kind of cool action wise but otherwise this was just chock full of just cheese after cheese moment and like I said the, the humor was just awful the characters just weren't very fun there's just really nothing enjoyable about this movie they tried like well they tried to like there's an autistic kid in it and they're they're basically talking about turning autism into like a super weapon kind of thing as part of it (laughs) what there's just really bad jokes too like um gal walks into a lab and one of the scientists goes hey want to see a predator and this is after this actress had to complain about one guy who was kind of predatorish on the set. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like a joke that should have been taken out, probably, that was left in. Mm, it was that just, sounds real cringy. It was just cringe moment after cringe moment. And I just did not have fun. I was I still stayed to the end, hoping it would get better towards the end. It, it didn't, though. There's like one part at the end that I couldn't I could not stand was uh, Olivia Munn's character. That's her, right? Olivia Munn? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, one of these guys jumps on an alien spaceship and it takes off. I mean, this thing probably traveled for a few miles at least and before it crash lands and her, him and the alien are duking it out. All of a sudden, she pops out of nowhere and jumps on top of the alien to tr- take it out. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? She somehow magically jumps, you know, five miles in two minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and just to save the day. It, just, it was just ridiculous moment, like, moments like that that just made this movie so unenjoyable. Just sloppy. Not enough for my number one, but pretty close. All right, Daniel, what's your number two? Oof, my number two, which I know if you listen to the show, you listen to our previous episodes, you might think this is probably going to be my number one, but not quite. My number two most hated movie of this year, yes, we're getting into the hated category, is Aquaman. Whoa. Yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be your number one. You would think so. Oh, man, I can't even wait to hear what your number one is. You would think so, then. but you know what? This probably had the... Uh, the fortune of not having any expectations whatsoever because the DCEU doesn't even really exist because it's just shamble after shamble of a movie. The only one that I've seen that's enjoyable is Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. And those are like three movies apart. (laughs) So Aquaman, I hated this movie. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was dumb. I hated the beginning sequence of it. And if you're not going to make a great beginning sequence, why make the rest of the movie? I know. I'm, I'm starting to get mad now. So just Aquaman is my number it's two. It's so much money, Dale. It's about to cross one billion. How does that make it feel? It makes me feel like they're going to keep making these terrible movies. Well, yeah, now that they're making money. They're going to make more Aquaman movies, which is kind of messed up. I, I didn't hate this movie as much as you, but I definitely, I understand it did have some cheese moments in it for sure. It had all the cheese. <laughs> all the cheese. <laughs> yeah. So that's my number two. That's your number two. All righty. Into the number one. So, yeah, like Daniel said, the hate is starting to flow and feel through us. So, yes, as much as I dogged on Predator, not liking Predator, wasn't good enough to make my number one. So, my number one 
worst movie 2018 for me is Solo, a Star Wars movie. All I can say about this movie is it was terrible. This movie sucked. I'm just going to be totally blunt. This movie was just awful. I could not stand it. It was the first Star Wars movie I've ever been to where I was like, kept looking at my watch like, is this thing over yet? Like, I just want to go. Like, I'm so just, ugh. Like, this is just making me mad. And like Daniel was saying about Aquaman, at least started out right. This didn't start anything out right. It had a really cheesy, like, chase scene in the beginning, which looked like he was just running around in a go-kart practically that just hovered. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just so cheesy. The, the part where I was out at is when he's talking, he, you know, he signed up for the Imperial Army, and they're like, name? Han. Last name? I don't have one. I work alone. And the guy's thinking his head well let's see here can't call you han alone because that sounds too much like home alone oh i know we'll call you solo han solo what why can't his last name just have been his last name all this time like the imperial army gave to him are you kidding me like what why you why think he would actually keep that no right it's just ah this movie bugged me so much in so many ways like it was just cheesy the dialogue was cringy like ah just and this guy just he i was never ever convinced he was han solo ever and it's not because he didn't look just like harrison ford he just didn't even feel he didn't on on screen didn't feel like a young han solo at all like to me this is just an injustice to han solo though and i think that's what makes me so mad about this movie is it was just a quick crash grab for disney and it's just it does such an injustice like it, it just it pisses me off how it was just so improper they did to I mean they trashed his character so much in my opinion no it's it's true I, I agree with you and honestly I mean it that that movie derailed all of their spinoff movies for a while yeah and that's another thing too it's like I mean part of that was like Last Jedi sucked so bad that they were like well let's boycott this and they did and it didn't make too much money but it didn't deserve to make money though it was just such a bad movie I mean that's usually a sign too when you go through directors midway through usually is a really good bad sign but my gosh though this movie just made me so angry like none of the characters around Han were great the only the only person that did any justice to this was Lando he was halfway decent I thought Donald Glover did a great job in his character I thought he was a good young Lando but that was the only saving grace of this movie otherwise this movie just blew like I just I never want to see it again again it's the first Star Wars movie that I just couldn't wait to get out of luckily the night I saw this was a double feature I went straight from seeing that to seeing the Goonies so and luckily Solo was first so I had something better to look forward to afterwards all right, now Jordan, quick question, quick question. <sighs> Solo or Last Jedi? Um, that's a tricky one. Uh, man, I would almost uh, see. <laughs> That's such a tricky one, because, like, I would say Last Jedi has more action sequences that are better in it. However, I can't stand just watching them neuter Luke Skywalker like they did, so I would almost have to say Solo. I never want to see either one of these movies again. But if you had to, it's Solo? If I absolutely had to, probably Solo. Perfect. I just want. I just needed to know, and they needed to know. Okay. But yeah, that's my number one as far as 2018 uh, goes of worst movies of the year. All right. Well, down to my number one. I know you thought it'd be Aquaman, and I threw a curveball because I saw this movie before we started doing this podcast. I'm trying to think of what you saw that you hated. That you- oh, this is one of the only movies I've just. Like, I have ever wanted to just get up and walk out of because I was so mad. And you hadn't seen Aquaman, or excuse me, you hadn't seen Jurassic World or Ant-Man. Right. All right, give it to us. So my number one, worst movie of the year, because I had such high, not even expectation, just anticipation for just a fun, awesome, over-the-top movie was Pacific Rim Uprising. Hmm, did not see this. I, I mean, the first one, it's just so much fun. It's gigantic robots punching gigantic monsters directed by Guillermo del Toro. It was great. Like, I had so much fun watching this movie. It's just stupid action fun. The worst part about the movie is the plot, but you can forget about that because awesome action scenes with gigantic robots fighting gigantic monsters. It's like the core of why you want to go to a giant blockbuster. So I'm like, all right, Pacific Rim Uprising. They're going to up the ante. More Jaegers, more Kaijus. And they decided to focus on the worst part of the first movie, which was the plot. It was bad. And that was 
like 90% of the movie, you didn't even get a fight scene for over 40 minutes. We were probably at least an hour into a two and a half hour movie about monsters. Yeah, like monsters versus gigantic robots. And you didn't even see a fight scene with a kaiju until at least an hour in. And by that time, like, what what the hell are we guys? What, what are we doing here? I was just, I was so let down by this movie. I saw it with my buddy who also loves the first one. And we were both just by the end of it, he's like... I wish we would have left. I'm like, I would have left if you weren't here. <laughs> I just... It, that's pretty bad. When you're when you're contemplating walking out, that's a pretty good sign the movie sucks balls. Yeah, I did not have fun. And that's all I expected was fun. And I just didn't have any. There was none to be found. Clint Eastwood's son kind of sucks at acting. Just FYI, Jordan. He was one keep, of the main keep characters. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Anyway, so that's number one for me. Pacific okay. Uprising. The one thing about all these movies on our top five worst list is most of them too, especially my last one solo there and Predator, they were just so forgettable. Like by the time you get home from the theater, I already forgot majority of what I saw. They were just so forgettable. All they did was just instill rage in me. <laughs> Same. I mean, Pacific Uprising. I know the first one's not a glorious movie. It's not Oscar worthy, but it was fun. Yeah. At least it was fun. So yeah, I still want to. I still want to see the first one, and you assigned it to me, so I'll be checking it out. That's that's another thing too. Is like when you have a good first movie with a really good director attached, and they don't return for the sequel. I for me, I'm always thinking the sequel's in trouble. It happened, you know, a couple months ago with Creed two. As much as I still like Creed two, it still felt like something was missing without having Creed one's director there. Yeah, and that's kind of hard for me because I didn't see the sec- or the first one, but I saw the second one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, you might end up liking both equally, maybe. I don't know. I just thought having Brian Coolidge there in the first time, he just brought something. Yeah. But definitely. yeah, it's just when they don't return for the sequel, you, you, it's usually a sign the sequel's in trouble. Yeah, well, luckily Creed 2 pumped out a pretty s- stellar sequel. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears here and talk top five most anticipated for 2019. Now, this was a fun list. Yeah, let's go back to more lighter, funner things now that we've let out some rage for the end of the year. All right. Why don't you go first on this one? Okay. I'm going first. And honestly, most of my movie most anticipated is just the amount of fun I think I'm going to have watching all of these movies. Not necessarily great, not necessarily Oscar worthy. So... Number five for me is starring a little-known Canadian boy, Ryan Reynolds, as Detective Pikachu. (laughs) And, I mean, I was born into Pokemon, so there's a certain amount of nostalgia attached to it. But honestly, I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds as a talking Pikachu, and it just looks like a fun little movie. It's not going to be great, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun for me. All right, Jordan, so what's your number five? <laughs> All right, so number five for me, yeah, like Daniel saying, like, these are, what I'm just saying that, yeah, we're just going to have the most fun with seeing in theaters and talking about later on as the year goes on. Uh, number five for me, it just looks different is what I like about it the most. But yeah, I watched this trailer a couple times and it's got my attention. My number five is Brightburn, which is like a new take on Superman's origin story, basically but from a darker sense. Uh, I don't know. I've watched the trailer again a couple times, and it just looks like a really interesting take on the character. It's not Clark Kent, because they call the kid something else, but same story where a kid, you know, baby crash lands in a ship on a farm. The parents take it in, raise it as their own. It just, it looked interesting and how it's going to have this, like, horror element mixed in makes me looking forward to it yeah no that definitely looks a little bit different and directed by james gunn so that gives written me by, faith. i don't think he directed oh, it. written by, written james, by gunn. james gunn okay well that gives me more faith in the movie yeah no so it just to me it just looked different it looks interesting and it's definitely got my attention they the trailer was pretty well cut it has my attention so that's my number five all right my number four is a nice little i mean it's a sequel and it came out the original one came out in 2014, 2015. I'm not really sure. I don't remember, but had a lot of t- a lot of fun watching this movie. Just some stupid fun, and that's sometimes all you need. But I'm really looking forward to the Lego Movie 2 this year. Yes, that'll be a fun one. And we don't have to wait too long for it either. Yeah, it comes out in just a month from now. I've already started to see the Lego merchandise on the shelf for it. And uh, yeah, these the first one, I love the first one, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing a sequel for it. Yeah, no, same. I just it was so it's just fun, it's bright, it's 
joyous, I guess. And, you know, we've seen a lot of dark, gritty. So it's always nice to have that break. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so number four for me it comes out at the end of the year. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. And let me just read off some of the cast here for you, Daniel. You have Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Bobby um, Cannavale, I think is how you say his last name. He's the guy that was the stepdad in Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, you've got Returning to the Screen, which I don't remember the last time I saw this guy on screen. Joe Pesci. So you've got John, From Home jo- Alone? Yes, yeah, so you got Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Al Pacino in a Martin Scorsese film. What's the movie? So the movie is called The Irishman, and I'll brief you the synopsis of it that they have so far is a mob hitman recalls his possible involvement with a slang of Jimmy Hoffa. Hoppa Hoffa? I don't know what that means, but it's a mob film directed by Scorsese with De Niro. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. You know, basically most of his cast from Goodfellas. Oh man, I've never, I've never even heard of this movie, but that sounds awesome. It, yeah, there's no trailer or anything out for it, to my knowledge, but just the cast alone and Scorsese count me in. So yeah, that is number four on my list: The Irishman. All right, sweet. Well, that's awesome, Joe Pesci. Yeah, well, yeah, he hasn't been on screen for years, so it'll be cool to see him again. Yeah, no, that's gonna be good. I mean, I'd definitely like to go see that. All right. Well, my number three is going to be Gojira, King of Monsters. And this movie just looks like it can rate. It's raising the stakes from the original in all the right ways, because now there's seven gigantic monsters, because I think in the trailer they say there's six titans. I don't remember if that's including Godzilla. So there's just going to be a ton of monsters. They have Mothra in there. They have a Hydra in there. That I don't remember all. I don't know all the monsters' names. Yeah. But it just looks like it's going to be huge. It's going to be bombastic, and I can only imagine how cool this is going to look. This it looks interesting. The second trailer too got my attention. I st- I got it. I hate to admit this, but I still have not seen the first one. I need to just sit down and watch it. Yeah. The sweet if some other theater played it right before the second one. I would love that because sometimes they do that where they play the original before the sequel. Like they did last year with uh, Deadpool. That would be awesome. That would be sweet. But yeah, I need to see the second one. Or first one, excuse me, first. But yeah, this looks interesting for sure. No, I'm, I'm super excited to see this. I mean, it's got uh, the girl who plays Eleven in Stranger Things. And she's yeah. she's a great child actor. So, I mean, yeah, I guess she's still considered a child. She's like in her teens. but She's under 18. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, she she's great in that show, so I, I'm assuming she's going to do great in this movie. Well, number three for me. I almost didn't put this one on my list, but I couldn't help myself. Like, as much as I think the uh, third one completed the story perfectly and put a nice big bow on it, I'm still very excited to see this fourth coming. And I'm talking about Toy Story here. Yeah, no, I almost put this one on my list. I can't, I can't, I just can't help it. Like, again, I'm like, the third one ended perfectly. Why do we need another one? Why, why, why do we need another one? But regardless, it's Pixar. And as far as the sequels go to, Toy Story seems to be where they do good in. Yeah, that's when they pull the guns out. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait to see it third on my list here Toy Story 4 we've only seen the teaser trailer which doesn't really give anything away except for they show a brand new character but they still don't really talk about anything yet so we're still there's still so much to find out of what's going on but I'm in it's Toy Story so number three for me is Toy Story 4 I almost put that on here too just because it is Toy Story but just because of the third one wrapping up so well that I just don't need the fourth one but I'm we'll still going to see this it. This is either going to be Incredibles 2, which is good, but slightly under par as far as delivery, or it's just going to be amazing. That's the thing. I just can't see a way where they meet the hype because the third one was so good and wraps it up so well that they have to do better. Yeah. And I don't see how they're going to do better. Well, we'll find out this summer. Yeah, we will. All right. Well, the second one on my list is also an animation, but made from a different studio. This is number two on my list because I think the first two movies are great. And honestly, I love animation and I love the world that that these movies have. And it's How to Train Your Dragon 3. Hmm. And I know you haven't seen these, Jordan, but I I haven't. These are all from DreamWorks. Oh, it's it's good. I own two. Well, I own both of them that are out. But it's just such a good movie. It's so much fun. I love the characters. 
and it kind of looks awesome because from the first to the second one they do a time skip of like five years so all the kids are now teens and it looks like from this from the second to the third one from the trailer it looks like they're going from teens to adults and it just I don't know, it looks awesome and i'm just super excited for this movie oh, man I, you gotta see these movies jordan they're great no, I'd like to. I, I really would. I just, I don't know, I just for some reason didn't get around to them. But I've heard good things about these. I think they're just excellent. Okay. So I guess number two for me here is a sequel to uh, my number four. Or excuse me, my number two on my best of list. And that is Avengers Endgame. They just put out a trailer a few weeks ago for that. And wow. Teaser trailer. Just hit all the right spots. I love it. They didn't show too much, which is awesome. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for the, I guess you could say, epic conclusion to the last 10 years of all this. I'm kind of getting a little burnt out on these superhero movies, but I still want to see how this generation of them comes to an end. I mean, I don't know. I'm just expecting epicness. Fingers crossed that it is just nothing but epicness. I hope so. I, I yeah, no, I can't wait for this. Nothing's just... going to be worse if they do not pull this off and it's just like the last 10 years ended with a flop. Yeah, I would be devastated i would seriously cry if it just ends up being a really bad movie yeah but fingers crossed that this movie is just amazing but yeah this is definitely number two on my list i cannot wait to see this movie it uh yeah comes out in april i think end of april i think it's end of april yeah so it's coming yeah yeah number two for me avengers endgame all right Okay, well, we are to my number one. So, this movie is a sequel, and I think the first one came out two years ago. I, I think it was ended like near the end of 2017. But needless to say, I am super excited for this because the first one was awesome. So it's a sequel, so it's not Sonic the Hedgehog. No, that's, no, that's garbage. My most anticipated movie of 2019 is... It Chapter 2. I loved the first one. It was freaky, but it was well-made, and they picked great child actors for all of the roles. And honestly, I'm just super excited to see how they pull off the, the second half of the story. Awesome. Yeah, I really like enjoyed that first one, and I'm looking forward to the sequel, too. Not, like, hyped up for it like you are, I guess, obviously. Well, maybe I am. Maybe it's my number one. Who knows? No, maybe not. Maybe it is. We'll see. But no, I, I'm looking forward to this one for sure. Especially, it'll be definitely a treat in the fall to look forward to. I think so. And it comes out in an appropriate time window, too. It comes out in September. Yeah. Okay, so number one for me. So, yeah, people are probably out there thinking, like, what could be better than Avengers Endgame, you know? Or It Chapter 2. Like, what could be better than that that he's hyped up for? Or Toy Story, even. So, before I mention number one, honorable mentions, um, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, looks pretty fun. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for I that or I not. I haven't seen the trailer. But yeah, Sean the Sheep from Wallace and Gromit has his own solo movie coming out that where like aliens started abducting sheep and it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. Lego Movie Part 2, definitely looking forward to that. The Lion King, Spider-Man Far From Home, even Rocket Man looks like it's going to be a pretty fun movie. But not enough to be in my top five or my number one. My number one anticipated movie of the year for 2019 is the new Quentin Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I cannot wait for this movie, Daniel. It looks amazing and by looks amazing i mean i've not seen a single trailer for it but everything i've seen around it as far as like people going down the, the streets that they were filming on and recording videos on their phone i mean come on it's brad Pitt. the cast here the cast is just amazing i mean let me just uh pull that up here real quick bear with me folks this so leonardo dicaprio is the first lead and he we have not seen him since the revenant that came out in 2015 so by the time this comes out it'll have been three and a half years since we saw dicaprio on the big screen but along with DiCaprio, we've got Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Dakota Fanning, Kurt Russell, Al Pacino, James uh, Remmer, James uh, Marsden. He's the guy that plays uh, Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Oh, really? Adult Cyclops. Tim Roth, which always good to see him in a, in a Tarantino film. Maya Hayek, or Hawk, excuse me. Maya Hawk, which is Ethan Hawke's daughter. There we go. In with Thurman, Ethan Hawke's daughter. Luke Perry. Rumor Willis, Bruce Willis's daughter. Uh, Michael Madsen, which is, you've seen him in a lot of Tarantino flicks. Zoe Bell. 
I mean, the list goes on and on. Those are some of the really big ones. But yeah, I mean, this is packed with actors. Like, in the cast list is like, just ginormous as far as how many people will be in this starring with talking roles. Written and directed by Tarantino. I tell you, I can't wait. It takes place in 1969 Hollywood. From the videos I've seen to how they've transformed Hollywood Boulevard back into the 60s is just astounding what they've done. And I mean, yeah, DiCaprio and Pitt together leading a movie. It's just something we've all been waiting for. Nah, that sounds awesome. Can't wait for a trailer. I'm more than excited for this movie. I mean, like I said, I've always seen it. I've watched stuff on YouTube as far as like some people recording stuff on their phones. It, everything I've been reading and watching so far just makes the movie look amazing. Can't wait for it. So yeah, that is my number one anticipated for 2019. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, All right. Looks, I mean, that movie does look awesome. So yes, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. It comes out in August. So. Yeah, I guess that's that's it. That's our best, worst, and most anticipated. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun year, I think. I think 2019 is going to have some good stuff coming. I know. We got some good quality movies and some good fun movies, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to even the Disney uh, live-action stuff. Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King. I'm looking forward to all of those as much as I'm kind of like, eh, I think that's too many in one year. I'll still go see them. We'll see. Yeah. Lion King it... looks the funnest of all of them. I don't know. I think I'm most excited about Aladdin out of those ones. That's the one that kind of scares me, though, because I love the cartoon so much that if that's a disappointment, then I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Well, at least I'll still have an excellent animated movie to fall back on. That is true. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some good stuff here. I mean, I had, like, Lego Movie comes out in a few weeks. I can't wait to see that. All right, well, why don't we wrap this up here? Daniel, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? We can find us on Instagram and Twitter on movies underscore brews. Let us know what you're looking forward to in 2019. And if any anything shocked you from the golden globes and just let us know what you're excited to see that's it for now join us next time on movies and brews cheers cheers